Dad, I'm broke. Hey, broke. I'm Dad. Dad. Okay, don't you have cash saved up from babysitting? No, I spent it. I want my own bank account from S&T Bank. They offer free ATMs, Zelle, and an annual scholarship. Plus, when I open a Smart Start checking account, I get $100. See? I'm responsible. Hey, responsible. I'm Dad. Visit stbank.com slash smartstart for details. Bonus available July 1st through September 30th, 2022. Opening deposit balance of $50 required. Member FDIC. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the Talkin' Texas Rangers podcast, where we dive into the latest rumors and news surrounding Texas Rangers baseball. Welcome to Talking Texas Rangers, your host for all things Texas Rangers news. I'm your host, Larry Lease. And before we get started, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Game Time. If you're looking for the best tickets in town for all your sporting events, concerts, you gotta check out Game Time. Game Time is my source for Texas Rangers tickets. I have a link in the description. Check them out today. Get your tickets in time for opening day. And now our first topic. John Gray has been announced as the opening day starter. John Gray will be the 2022 opening day starter pitcher for the Texas Rangers. Manager Chris Woodward had announced Gray is slated to take the mound for Texas and Toronto on Friday, April 8th against the Blue Jays. This continues the Rangers' string of new opening day starters that goes back over a decade. Kevin Millwood started on opening day for four straight years, 2006 to 2009, but Millwood was in Baltimore in 2010, and Scott Feldman got the start instead. Since that date, the Rangers have not used the same starting pitcher on opening day in consecutive seasons, and only one pitcher, Cole Hamels, in 2016 and 2018, has more than one opening day start for Texas. Gray was the Rangers' big off-season pitching acquisition, with Texas signing him away from the Rockies on a four-year, $56 million deal. Given the rest of the rotation, I think that was the expectation all along. But it is official now. And let us know in the comments below, do you think it was the right move to start John Gray, or should they have started somebody else? Let us know who you would have started. And now on to our next topic. Texas Rangers' 22-year streak illustrates how good the Rangers are at avoiding arbitration. When it comes to arbitration, there's almost no team better at handling it than the Texas Rangers. 2022 marked the 22nd consecutive year in which the franchise did not go to arbitration with its players, a feat that is nothing short of impressive. That means the Rangers haven't intended an arbitration hearing since 2000, 
when they last did so with Lee Stevens. This is a feat that is nothing short of impressive, and it only looks better in the context of MLB and the MLBPA having just endured months of labor stalemate, before finally agreeing on a new CBA to let this season commence. Before that, the two sides had a spat over how to proceed with the pandemic-shortened 2020 season. Only four players on the Texas Rangers were eligible for arbitration this season, including Mitch Garber, Willie Calhoun, Brett Martin, Taylor Hearn, and all of them settled. With a young team like the one the Rangers have, it's likely inevitable that the team's arbitration streak will end, especially as some of the prospects that come up perform well and demand that they get paid their worth during their pre-free agency years. All four players Texas settled with in 2022 will be crucial to any on-field success this season. Garver is a projected starting catcher for the Rangers after being acquired from the Twins for Isaiah kinnear Falefa and pitching prospect Ronnie Henriquez. Calhoun is being given one last chance at redemption after so many injury-plagued seasons, though his bat is solid when healthy. Taylor Hearn is a bona fide starting rotation candidate after breaking out in the second half of 2021. Brett Martin is one of the Rangers' most reliable bullpen arms, as well as a potential trade candidate down the line. Now that contracts and salaries have been addressed, the Texas Rangers can turn their full focus to the new season that lies ahead. And as always, hit that thumbs up button if you like the video, subscribe to our channel, and let us know in the comment section below any topics you want covered. And as always, you can follow us on all major podcast platforms. Now moving on to our next topic. Rangers option Duran, Tavares, Rex, and reassign 7. As spring training continues, more cuts are being made from the Major League camp. The Texas Rangers have optioned outfielder Leody Tavares and infield Ezekiel Duran to AAA Round Rock and AA Frisco. It was announced. The Rangers also reassigned 7 players on minor league deals from the Major League camp to the minor league camp. Sending down Tavares and Duran isn't exactly surprising. Tavares had a shot to make the opening day roster, though he was expected to likely start the year at Round Rock, while Duran started the year at Frisco was a given. However, it's worth noting that Chris Woodward expressed displeasure with the pair combining for a play, where Leody made a poor throw into the infield and Duran did a poor job fielding the throw, allowing what would turn out to be the winning run in yesterday's game to score. The timing of the move leads me to wonder whether there is a message being sent with the decision or if it could just be that they were going to send them out today anyways. The seven players who are announced as being reassigned to the minor league camp are Josh Smith, Davis Wenzel, Bubba Thompson, Daniel Robert, Chase Lee, Matt Watley, and Jess Jesus Tenoco. Woodward mentioned yesterday that Smith had had a strong enough camp to make the Rangers at least think about him as a possible opening day roster option. Smith and Wenzel will reportedly be sharing shortstop and third base duties at Round Rock to start the season, and given the uncertainty surrounding the third base job, both Wenzel and Smith will potentially have the opportunity to play in the big leagues sooner than expected with a strong start in AAA. Bubba Thompson has also impressed in camp, earning praise for his improved approach at the plate. He would seem likely to also start the year in AAA, and given the current state of the Rangers outfield, if he plays well in AAA, there will be opportunities for him in the big leagues this year, most likely. Daniel Robert is a right-handed reliever who impressed in spring training and was apparently a play player that the team was concerned about potentially losing in the Rule 5 draft before the Rule 5 draft this year was canceled. 
I'm guessing he starts the year at Frisco, but could be at Round Rock. Chase Lee, I think y'all know about Funky Randy reliever can move quickly. Like Robert, I guess he starts at Frisco, but there's a possibility he's at Round Rock. John Blake says they are now 48 active players on Major League Camp, and he would be in a position to know. Zach Rex has also been optioned today. Let us know your thoughts in the comments section below about all these moves. Were they the right moves? Would you have kept some of them in the Rangers lineup for opening day? Let us know. And now for our other topic, 2021 year in review, Nick Solek. We're going to take a look at Nick Solek's 2021 season. But first, we'd like to remind you to check out our sponsor, Pondex. You can visit Pondex.com and use promo code Larry21 for 10% off your order. And now on to Nick Solek. 2021 was a disappointing season at the major league level pretty much across the board. While the team was expected by everyone, including the organization, to be bad, the hope was that some young, unproven players would take strides forward, establish themselves in rotation, or as regulars or as reliable relievers. Guys would show that they were pieces the team could, if not build around, at least count on to be contributors going forward. And from that standpoint, 2021 was a letdown. Sure, a few players showed they were worth, worthy of major league jobs. Dane Dunning looked like a guy who, if he's healthy, Pencil in the back of the rotation for the next half decade. John King will have a lengthy major league career if his arm holds up. Nathaniel Lowe looks like a second division regular. But there were no breakouts. No guys who leapt out and established themselves as potential cornerstones. And a number of guys who you were thinking could at least meet the Nathaniel Lowe second division regular flopped in 2021, putting into question whether they are going to be major leaguers going forward. Which brings us to the sad case of Nick Solnek. Acquired from the Tampa Bay Rays in the middle of 2019 for Pete Fairbanks, Solnek came to Texas with a scouting report that said he was a capital H hitter with high makeup and questions about a defensive position. It was each team moving a piece from a position of depth, with the Rays dealing from what was a glut of upper-level infielders to get a reliever they felt could fortify the major league pen in the midst of a playoff run. And the Rangers moving one of their myriad of hard-throwing righty relievers for a bat they hoped they could be a plug-and-play option for the lineup. Solek hit the ground running for Texas in 2019, slashing 293, 393, 491, or 33 games while playing some DH, some third base, and some second base. There were high hopes for Solak in 2020, and while second base, the position Solak played coming through the minors, was occupied by Rodin Nodor, there was room in the outfield for Solak. 2020 did not go well for Nick Solak. It didn't go well for the Rangers in general either. But it particularly didn't go well for Solak. Playing a mix of left field, center field, second base with a smidge in the third base and DH sprinkled in, Solak didn't hit. Credit. Leaving a slash line of 268, 326, and 344 in 58 games. But it was the COVID 19 season and things were weird. It was just a couple months of action. We can give him a bit, a bit of a mulligan over 2020, right? 2021, though, wasn't any better for Solak. It started off well. The Rangers designated Odor for assignment right before opening day, opting to make Solak the everyday second baseman. 
Solak tore shit up for the first month, slashing 293, 375, 535 in April. Solak had a 587 OPS in May, then a 518 OPS in June, then a 443 OPS in July. The guy who, if nothing else, was always going to hit wasn't hitting. At all. The Rangers finally went ahead and sent Solak down in late July, though it was a move that maybe should have come a fair amount earlier particularly with reports indicating that Solak's struggles were affecting him mentally, making the downward spiral that much worse. Solak spent a month in AAA before returning in late August when the COVID-19 outbreak among the Rangers thinned the major league ranks. Solak slashed 290, 367, 387 in 35 games post-promotion. Not great, but better than what he did before he was sent down. So we come to 2022, one of those much-dreaded crossroads seasons for Nick Solak. At the age of 27, as a guy with a profile of having limited defensive utility but the ability to hit, Solak is going to start the year as a platoon left fielder, primarily facing left-handed pitchers, and he's going to have to do something he hasn't done the past two years. Actually hit, particularly against lefties. For his career, Solak had a 788 OPS against left-hander left-handed pitchers versus a 667 OPS against right-handers. Both splits are boosted by his 2019 performance, but especially his performance against lefties. As he posted a 1,000-plus OPS against southpaws in 2019, he hit okay against them in 2020 and 2021, definitely better than he did against right-handers, but not enough to make him a lefty masher. What we heard about Solak in 2021 said he couldn't hit anything but fastballs, which was true, at least to a point. Solak had, in 2021, a 350 OBA against fastballs compared to 243 against breaking balls and 238 against off-speed pitches. Thing is, though, almost everyone hits better against fastballs. Among players with at least 200 plate appearances ending in any fastball, Solak's 350 OBA was 126 out of 224 batters. That's clearly middle of the pack. Funny thing, though. If we take sinkers out of the mix, then among players with at least 200 PA against a four-seamer cutter, Solak's 379, 77th out of 207 players. Sinkers, though. Solak struggled mightily against the sinkers. While his actual results weren't terrible, his 287 OBA was 229th out of 250 batters. He had at least 50 PAs and in a sinker. Off-speed pitches killed Solak in 2021. He had a 223 on OBA, and his 238 OBA was 199th out of 213 batters, with at least 50 PAs ending in off-speed pitches. Breaking balls? Also bad, albeit not quite as bad. 243 OBA, 176th out of 218 batters, with at least 100 PAs. So Solak mashed four-seamers and cutters and was helpless against everything else. Even in today's four-seamer heavy era, that's not a recipe for success. Donnie Ecker, the Rangers' new bench coach and offensive coordinator, did some great work in San Francisco using some innovative concepts such as having batters take batting practice against actual game velocity pitches with movement. Maybe Ecker and Tim Myers, the Rangers' new hitting coach, can help get Solak hold his own against pitches other than four-seam fastballs. Whether that happens or not likely would determine what happens for Nick Solak's major league career going forward. 
And that is all we have for this episode of Talking Texas Rangers. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms. Spotify, Audible, Amazon, Google Podcasts, iTunes. Check them out today and subscribe and leave us a review. Thank you so much for listening and watching. We'll see you next time. This has been the Talking Texas Rangers podcast. Let us know your thoughts on the topics we covered by tweeting us at TalkingTXRangers or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TalkingTexasRangers. As always, thank you for listening and go Rangers. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.